What's up, you guys? Shamra Sap here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 13th edition. We've got SmackDown to talk about. We have DraftBeast.com to talk about. Visit our great sponsors over at DraftBeast.com. Fantasy football, you know where it's happening at. DraftBeast.com. Enter their goon games. Enter. They've got games where you pick the worst team possible. They have your traditional games, the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy sports, my friend. Also, on it. Go check out what uh, the likes of Cesaro, what the likes of Triple H, Bailey, Adam Cole, Mickey Gall, and CM Punk actually use on it. You can go to our podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast, open up any of those pages and see our uh, on it link. Click that. It helps us a ton. But we have SmackDown to talk about. But more importantly, Jeff Hawkins, who is here with me from Shake Them Ropes. Hi. We have a new 30 for 30 coming out. Do we? Yes. What if I told you that a wrestling television show would be anchored by The Miz and Heath Slater <laughs> and it would kick ass? Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Oh, by the way, for your draft bees, if you want a real goon team, just draft Rams. They're terrible. <laughs> They're just <laughs> terrible. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it, it's interesting that, that Miz was in the main event here because as I'm watching this show, I had this, what I thought was a salient point where, where it was, well, if you want to make the comedy more impactful on this show, because they do a little bit too much entertaining for my taste that doesn't resonate, you have to make it more serious. And I thought, okay, whatever. And then as soon as Miz comes out and jumps James Ellsworth, I'm like, okay, that makes sense and that's cool. Great. No, again, SmackDown, much lighter in tone in terms of pacing and whatnot, and it's, and it's a far more digestible watch than Raw. As you can tell, because Raw, poor Rob stressed himself out so much last night, he couldn't make the show. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, this show is even more digestible to me because I don't start watching it until 8.40. Okay. I catch up. I, I don't watch any commercials at all. Well, until maybe the last 20 minutes when I'm caught up. But I was able to go out and have dinner with my wife. We were able to go look at, look at houses and things of that nature. Oh. I, I roll up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing that. But I roll up at like 8.30 and I've got a message from uh, WWE Blogger Diva on Twitter that says, Whoa, SmackDown is good. And I was like, well, I have something to look forward to. I start watching SmackDown and it is good. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. I have fun watching SmackDown. This week was uh, no exception. And even the pay-per-view on Sunday was a lot. I mean, that over-delivered oh, yeah. in, in my estimation. I mean, on paper, yeah. you look at that and you go, eh. But, but as on, a show, paper, it was a lot of fun. On paper, it barely existed mm-hmm. because there were like five and a half matches set. Not only that. It was. I, I would go as far as to say it was one of the most underwhelming-looking WWE pay-per-views maybe ever, and then oh, it yeah. over-delivered. It was such an enjoyable show. There was nothing really on that show that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I would I would say, let's put it this way. I, I went, nothing angered me, nothing ticked me off, nothing bored me. I mean, it was, it was I mean, it's not a memorable pay-per-view by any means, but it entertained me. It didn't make me feel like I had wasted my time watching it. Which, was, which is all I want out of a wrestling pay-per-view for the most part. Hell yeah. Guys, if you all haven't been to Fightful.com, please go do so. We have your MMA, your wrestling, your boxing. We have more live viewing parties than any website anywhere. I mean anywhere. You name a website, not even Reddit. Not, you can create your own there. And they don't even have as many as us. We covered everything from WWE Backlash to Cage Warriors this weekend. Uh, Pancrase in the middle of the night was covered by our, our own David Tease. Lots of cool stuff there uh, at Fightful.com. Plus, we have all these exclusives. You see all the exclusive stories on Matt Riddle. You see all the exclusive stuff from Bellator. All of our, we have the interviews with uh, CM Punk, Daniel Cormier, Chael Sonnen, the biggest names in pro wrestling and MMA. All at Fightful.com. Of course, we have our, our Wednesday podcast with Showdown Joe, our Friday podcast with Vince Russo, and a new one with Matt Riddle on Thursdays. If you all didn't check that out last Thursday, former UFC star, now up PWG and Evolve Pro Wrestling talent, Matt Riddle on the show. 
Jeff, I understand you watched it and you were a fan of said podcast. Oh yeah, no, I, I it, it was very insightful for me, uh, especially. And I think Matt Riddle is is great in that he's very very opinionated. I I grew to fall in love with Matt Riddle at the Evolve shows during WrestleMania weekend, um, and he was absolutely spectacular in those. He also made a couple points, one of which reinforced something I thought, and one of which was kind of new to me but makes sense. The first one was. When WWE goes out to recruit guys, they're recruiting these top athletes, and top athletes are very focused. They're very goal-oriented, and so they don't really develop personalities. They're more interested in getting to their benchmarks and accomplishments, and that's why they don't necessarily translate into the quote-unquote entertainment world of professional wrestling. So, so for me, I'm thinking, well, I mean, that's a problem in recruiting right there. They should go here in Los Angeles and look for stuntmen, possibly, who are also actors and recruit from that thing. And the other thing he said that really I hadn't thought about before but makes complete sense is they were asking why MMA fighters don't necessarily make – or MMA stars don't necessarily translate to the pro wrestling world. And he said it's because they're, they're not used to – fighting from behind and firing up a comeback. They're always on top. They're always dominating unless they're getting their butts kicked. And then that's the end of the fight. So yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Why it's not a natural fit sometimes for guys like rampage or even King Mo in some respects to come in and then have to show ass in, 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 a, in a ring and fire up for a baby face type comeback. So uh, no, he, he drops charisma. these pro wrestling yeah. charisma and MMA charisma are way different. Like, Yes. I could count how many times people said, oh, Rampage Jackson, King Mo, they'd be great pro wrestlers. No, they were, they were in fact shitty pro wrestlers, and their charisma didn't transfer over. You can barely understand what King Mo is saying when he talks. Rampage doesn't have that. Tito Ortiz well, didn't have that. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you another corollary that, that, that from non-MMA. People love to say Shaq would make a great actor slash – movie star whatever because he's so funny on these nba things and he has quote-unquote personality when he do three word at a time sentences and things like that and but you realize it's a completely different world and a completely different kind of charisma to be entertaining as a quote-unquote actor than it is as a sports personality so to speak absolutely plus we've seen Shaq do that and he was not very good at it kazam I had the steel action figures from that movie. <laughs> oh God! I did. Oh, I would. I would do like. I would. I would be like a nine-year-old kid, and I would play with them. And I had two of the Shaq toys, and they would be like, be like my twin jobbers. Body. That's just how they were. They. They. I would never let them break that gra- glass ceiling in my action figure wrestling federation. <laughs> you were the. You were the Stephanie McMahon. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like. I would emasculate it. You're seven feet tall and you can't even win a match. <laughs> and then and then I'd have a, the, the authority figure just slap them and it's what, over. What kind of man are you? Just shaking yeah. an action figure. Oh, yeah. This this was back in the 90s. So, you know, <laughs> the action figure audience probably made up of a bunch of stuffed animals. They didn't know any better. They were just eating the shit I was feeding them. <laughs> there was no internet. They weren't getting on America Online and and uh, voicing their their – displeasure hell no either way we had smackdown to talk about tonight uh, yeah definitely check out our podcast of matt riddle each and every thursday like i said guys support the site share the pages the stories on uh facebook in facebook groups reddit twitter it really helps us out we're doing our best to bring you the best site possible anytime you all give us feedback it goes into a log whether it's an email whether it's a tweet anything our owner reads it our tech team reads it i read it uh, anybody who happens like Alex Palowski, our associate editor, he takes a look at him. Uh, anything of that nature, we want to make this the best site possible. There's a big crossover audience between pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing, as we saw last weekend with the CM Punk situation, which we'll talk about later. And we want you all to really capitalize. We, we want you all to enjoy the site for what it is. If you don't like one of those three, you're not forced to read it. We have tabs for each of those. Uh, MMA, boxing, and wrestling that you can go to. Bookmark, get all your news that way. But yeah, 
fun let stuff. Me put, let me put over on. also the Herculean effort Alex has put in on the recaps oh, yeah. and the post shows for both uh, Backlash and, and Raw last night. He did he did a really great job, and it was a fun listen for uh, both shows for me. In my opinion, Alex does the best live coverage that I've ever seen in, in my two decades nearly of reading pro wrestling recaps online. Nobody does it better. Nobody makes it more entertaining because you get the information and he makes it fun to read as well. Hmm. So uh, even if you've already watched Raw, go back and check out his his uh, recaps. They're, they're unbelievable. Also, we've had him on the, the show. You know, usually I like to have established podcasters like Jeff or Rob or former fighters like Matt Riddle, pro wrestlers, former writers like Vince Russo or former uh, personalities. Well, Showdown Joe is still very much a personality but uh, Alex, I wanted on the podcast as much as I could because he covers things in a way in which I've never really seen. So definitely check that out, guys. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. There's a button down here somewhere if you're watching it on YouTube. <laughs> somewhere. I don't know where the hell it is, but it's there. Uh, we have exclusive interviews, segments, podcasts every weekday. So you get all that as well. Leave us a thumbs up too. It helps. We are coming soon to iTunes. I promise we are working on it. I get that question every day, at least twice a day. Yes, we are doing iTunes. We're doing Stitcher too, from what I understand. But we do have audio up on the podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast. You can download it in MP3 format or you can uh, stream it. So we're going to talk about the SmackDown finally. Yeah, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. We had AJ Styles open up, and he just looks right with that championship, Jeff. Oh yeah, he 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 carries that now. Now his shtick is a little thick for my liking. I wish he'd tone it down just a bit with the hey, with the rhymes. I'm talking about his thick stick. Okay. <laughs> no, but but it was but it was, but 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 on the other hand, even though it's like I, the champ that runs the camp is terrible. It's a terrible yeah, line. Lame. It's a terrible line, but it's offset. The flakiness is at least offset by serious John Cena, which is always a nice change coming out. And even Dean Ambrose is um, angry thing to 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 break up that kind of goofball tension. It's just I, I wish I want I don't I don't need my heel to be a goofball champ necessarily. I like I, he doesn't need to be a badass, but he also just doesn't need to be a clown either. We had the return of John Cena, who was kept off TV after SummerSlam because he wouldn't be on the pay-per-view. And I think it maybe maybe paid off. They could have really used him on a few of those shows, though. Maybe have him written off there. But either way, that, that is coming gone. No time to bitch about that. He uh, brought up Ric Flair and said that as he once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and he's ready to make history so he can be in the conversation with the man. This was the right promo to do to to put him there because him caring about that record makes this more important to me. And it's the right audience to do it in front of the Philadelphia audience, in my opinion, which is a hardcore yeah. wrestling town. Um, I, I did like, I just like that you have something that belongs to me and AJ gives him back the headband. I thought that was yeah. brilliant. <laughs> uh but yeah no i like that i you know what i had heard did you hold on let me did you see that tweet last night where aj styles or i think maybe it was a couple nights ago where he had the headband on and it said when the soccer mom becomes the soccer coach <laughs> it was great it was so great um <laughs> <laughs> it, what I was going to say was before this, it was weird because John Cena was kind of hesitant. I mean, he's a guy who respects history. I remember, I forget if it was a year or two ago, he was he he's hesitant to break the record, but Flair is kind of given his blessing for it. So I'm, you know, I'm more okay with it. And of course, this is, you know, records are made to be broken. I think Miz should break Honky Tonk Man's record on the IC title thing, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. But no, I, I liked this promo a lot, and I liked um, I, I like that they're acknowledging this. It's it's a nice uh, it's a nice way to fold in reality with the character work. Do you think Miz will bust out the honk of perfect Mountie meter? No, and I don't want him to. I really don't. He shouldn't. I, I, he shouldn't. I, that was a good thing for Santino. It's not not a good thing for this Miz, especially the Miz from the end of the show. 
Maybe Santino shows up and try and brings the honk a perfect mounting meter and tries to keep Miz from breaking it way down the road. I'll take that. I'll take a cameo on SmackDown by Santino and him losing a match. I would too. I would too. Uh, and he cut a great promo mm-hmm. on John Cena. Not only that, John Cena cut a pretty good one on Dean Ambrose as well. He says, because Dean Ambrose complained about losing via low blow and Cena said, hey, bro, you hung this guy up by his balls on the top rope. And I was like, you know what? He did. He did do that. So that, that made you sympathize a little bit with AJ Styles. It made you understand his point. It made that whole situation come full circle. But then Dean Ambrose cut a great promo about how John Cena is a part-time guy. And it's really one of the best promos I've seen from Dean Ambrose in the WWE period much less since he split from the Shield. This is really good. No, yeah. I, I agree with you there as well. I, the only thing that is a little bit off to me, and I'll, I'll see if it's off to you because I kind of take continuity a little bit more seriously than most. This is the only time in, in recent history, and by recent history for the WWE, I probably mean three months, that I can't remember a champ wanting to invoke a rematch clause for a one-on-one match. He did. <laughs> he said he did. Well, no, he, oh. well, no they, they stood there and they got the triple threat match. That's what yeah. I mean. It's like, well, why isn't Dean well, kind of complaining about this? Shane did. Well, it's because Shane said that he will get his one-on-one rematch. Oh, okay. I, I'm, yeah. I, uh, I glossed over that then. That's, yeah, that's a Shane, make-up on my part. But no, I, uh, for, the, for the promo. I mean, it's just your job to know this. That's it. I want him to be angry, <laughs> and I got a, little, and I got a little, little bit fearful when he said that the uh, – Wins and losses of titles don't really matter. I was like, eh, don't don't go this way. Don't don't do a yeah. Cena here. But uh, no, they they brought it back, and Cena and 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 Ambrose's interplay was fantastic. I thought. Apparently, Daniel Bryan has a mock, has the mock WWE Two K Seventeen James Ellsworth cover on Talking <laughs> Smack. <laughs> Trolls that be trolling. Show- that show, I am starting to get a little more scared each week that we go up against that show because it is a great show. I watch it every week after this podcast too. It's become must watch TV to me. Did you, way, do, we, we, do, do we need to, do we need to reschedule this podcast for after talking smack? Oh gosh, I don't want to because I hate doing podcasts later. I just hate okay. it. Okay, I do. By the way, programming note, guys. Uh, we are going to do a post UFC show this uh, this weekend, but we're not going to do it right after the show. I looked at that show. I realized that it started at 10 p.m., that it has six fights, and I said to myself, "You know what? I'm not going to make our viewers, nor Showdown Joe, nor myself, do a podcast from 1:30 a.m. to 2:30 a.m." So Showdown Joe and I will be here to do it uh, at noon on Sunday, noon Eastern Sunday. I figure that's a little more convenient for everybody. We get it in before football because I know you guys, you, you got to go lose to me at draftbeast.com. I sit here and I'm like, hey, listen, I'll do a podcast whenever Sunday. And people are like, no, 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 no. You have to take my money at draftbeast.com. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, if I have to, I will. And I do. I do. I take their money, but it's noon at Sunday. That's, that's the bottom line. Noon at Sunday is when, when we're doing this thing. So the triple threat match is set for no mercy. Main event ready. We have the Usos versus the Hype Bros. This is the rematch for uh, from two nights ago. Completely fine with this. The only problem I have with this, I don't think they should be using a Superfly Splash as a finish anymore, Jeff. That is very much a babyface move. Yeah, but the way they do it, they're doing it on someone's knee to hurt them. So Did, did they do it on his knee? If they did it on his knee, I'm cool with that. I didn't. I wasn't. Okay, no. Well, I'm. I'm trying to remember the match. I. I just remember in general. That's what how, how they've been hurting people is with the splash onto the knee, which I'm. I'm cool with. But uh, if they did a regular one, I would kind of agree with you in some some respects. I like this. I like that they destroyed that. You know, Zack Ryder selling an injury. Uh, I mean, Mar- granted, an alleged murderer did use this move, so maybe it is a heel move. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Mojo Mojo's killing people with the pounce. So <laughs> yeah, hey Mojo's Mojo's a lot better than than Connor and Victor. Right I would now. agree. I would agree. Well, maybe not saw, Victor, but Connor who, definitely. Who was it that, that tweeted? Are the Ascension Train? Oh jeez, <laughs> was somebody tonight. I was like, yeah, 
Good one. We get a vignette for, but I, but 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 overall, <laughs> I I love these heel usos. I do. I think I think uh, it's yeah, a I nice it's a nice little bit of life for them. Sure, thumbs up for that. Hey, it gives them something new. We get a vignette for your boy, <laughs> Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> What'd you think of this? It was real shitty. Oh, it's it's terrible. I, I my joke my joke was I hope. Kurt Hawkins is AJ Styles' partner, so he can say he had a good match with AJ Styles. <laughs> nice little, nice little bowl of 2014 joke for the people. Um, look, I th- I think this character is dead on arrival. I mean, and he's supposed to be, I think. So he was dead before arrival. Mm, I mean, he's getting a paycheck. Can't knock the hustle. I'll, hey, I'll say this: I like his like interviews he does that developmentally speaking series. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah, he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. I really hope that like he encounters Mojo Raleigh, and there's some beef there, though. Like for him taking his old tag partner. Okay, I'll and take that. That. I, I, that that could be fun. My my problem is goofball flaky heels are a little bit too. They're too prevalent on this show, so. <laughs> That's that's very true. That's a good point. Miz and Maurice come to the ring for Miz TV. I think it's for Miz TV, or maybe they just came out. Either way, Dolph Ziggler came out and Miz burned the living shit out of him again, mm-hmm. again. Says that he's going that uh, that if he lived and died by the fans, he might as well bury him, just like Dolph's career. Dolph asks for a rematch, but Maurice grabs the mic and starts to say something. Crowd boos her heavily. Great crowd. They are interrupted by Daniel Bryan, who looked like he had a hell of a swing on him from that picture he posted on Instagram of him taking batting practice. Did you see that? I didn't, but I would expect. I mean, he's a pretty good natural wow. athlete, so, I mean. Wow, yeah, but how many times have you seen people that you would assume be able to throw? Or like, Did you see Jake Shields at that press conference when he yes. threw that water bottle? Yes. Oh, my God, that was horrible. He yeah. looked like well, he threw like a girl, which, granted, he punches like one, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now he would kick the living shit out of me on the feet or on the ground, but I'm just saying, not the best, but Daniel Bryan's swing looked A-plus, man. But either way, Miz, Miz, I love this, that he says he's not defending the title until he gets what he wants, and there's nothing Daniel Bryan can do about it. I love that they're bringing up negotiations yeah. into these storylines. That is awesome, Jeff. That That's great. I like that. Now, I don't know. How are they going to pay this off? That, I mean, if you're looking down the road and you wanted to speculate a bit, are they, are they going to end up trading Miz to Raw because of the contract thing? Because I've seen that speculated on. I mean, for for me, the only problem with it is it brings whether or not he's going to be holding this belt for a while uh, into question. That's my only concern about it. What, I mean, What could you see them doing with Miz? Because if they're trading an Intercontinental Champion – They'll have to get like they'll get the U.S. champ, a U.S. Back, champ, whoever it is, and you know it might no. be it might be Cesaro when he takes it from Rusev. Sure. If 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 it is Rusev, I could see them doing a thing like this show cannot operate with Rusev and Roman Reigns both on it type of deal, mm-hmm. like one of those, and they just get rid of him and get the U.S. champion and. Well, my thinking is, you know, this best of seven they've said is for a championship opportunity, but they didn't say which championship necessarily. Yeah. Um, Did they say that? Did they say it will be a championship opportunity? They, they that, well, that's that's the that's the term, but I mean, they've they've said once I think that it was for the world title, which would or for the SmackDown or whatever they call it, universal title. But they may what drop if it's that. A ta- and what it if it's just a tag be- team title <laughs> opportunity, and it's those two against whoever? <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I'd much rather this play out for a long time because I, I like the interplay between Miz and Daniel Bryan, quite frankly. I like there being tension in a wrestling show because the tension and the seriousness then pays off the comedy when it's brought up. Let's talk about how much better the SmackDown Authority figures are than Raw. They're more, well, they're, they're more natural. They're more personal. They're less hands-on. They are less hands-on and less manipulative, which makes the tone of the show much easier to watch, quite frankly. They're like the old territory bosses who would come in once in a while if there was a major – when they come in, it makes sense. They're not coming in just to come in. 
They're not cutting promos just to cut promos and to be on TV. It's, oh, my top stars are arguing. I need to go out there and fix it right now. Boom. Makes sense. Also, they, they had this thing with Mick Foley. And Mick Foley was a great commissioner back in the day. But now he's got to play a stern, no-nonsense guy. And that's really not who he is. And they did that thing where he, like, snapped last night about his integrity. But it was such a random snap. It's like, dude, chill out, man. Like, I felt bad for him, the guy he was snapping on, because it's like, now if this had happened over the course of a solid minute, but, like, there was one little comment, and he's like, don't you dare. No, I, I know what I think I know what they're doing here is is they're they're playing him up to be a patsy. He he has Stephanie's back, and so he takes it very seriously about the integrity and his judgment and things of that nature. So when they call it into question, he snaps, and then eventually he's going to be made to look like a dummy. Yeah, as most do when they are involved with Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> we had Baron Corbin versus Apollo Cruz. It didn't happen. Apollo got hit with the end of days outside boy this guy i i wish they would send him back to nxt i really wish they would send him back to nxt and he would find an edge find something there i agree or put him in or find a tag team partner for him and really build them as a team as opposed to two geeks who have a gimmick yeah jack swagger came out of nowhere he is the newest member of the smackdown live team and he says that you don't know jack I like Jack Swagger. I think he should be a monster on this roster. I think his legitimate wrestling background gives him the credibility that he should be getting built to wrestle guys like Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. I loved him as a kind of, I mean, he's a giant six. How tall is he? Six, five, six, six. No, he's not that big. He's oh, like I thought he was. Okay. I thought he was six, a little three. bit taller than that. Still, he's a huge man. Because he played offensive line in, in college, and those are usually much bigger. Um, I don't – he's playing a role here that doesn't fit him. He's playing a giant song and dance man, not unlike when they have the big show do these types of things at times, when he should be a little harder edged, which would have been nice for that kind of stare down because I liked the stare down. I hated this promo. I did. Terrible. I did not like it. He has a hot wife, which is still in the Carl Anderson kind of thing. It, it was just, it was, it's, you're trying to make a badass a song and dance man. And I just, it, it just, it didn't fit with me. And, you know, I think Swagger's here to basically make Corbin look better. But at the same time, he'd look better by making it seem like these two big guys are going to have a hoss battle rather than wacky funny entertaining jack swagger coming out here and telling you giving puns like becky lynch and talking about his hot wife jack swagger has proven on multiple occasions that he can be a very serviceable mid to upper mid card guy for wwe and if he had if he had if he had a a real manager he could be a top guy There's, there's a guy named bob backland who is doing jack shit with darren young and given his background and jack swagger's background that could be good hey bring back the damn eagle where's he at who was in that suit do you remember yeah that was jimmy golden ah yeah jimmy golden yeah there you go jimmy golden that eagle was great that was his, was that his dad? That was his yes. quote unquote dad his right? quote unquote dad but let's not let's not do <laughs> bunk that. house buck let's not Dirty son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I, every time I saw him in, like, WCW, I was like, dirty. He just looks dirty. Yeah, he always looked like he needed a shower. Um, yeah, which <laughs> that, was the, that was the deal. And, so. he was, and he was always with his, was it his uncle or his cousin, uh, Robert Parker? Rob Parker was his, yeah, or, yeah. Oh, Robert God. That, yeah. That embodied every stereotype of WCW fans at the time, right? Well, that's me. I like Southern wrestling, so I love. It. I mean, Continental yeah. and everything else. I mean, he was great in that. He was, I mean, he was. I mean, he was sleazy. He was sleazy heartthrob in uh, Smoky Mountain. If you ever all saw they him needed there. was Tracy Smothers. That's all oh, yeah. they needed. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was too busy pretending to be Italian, which was also great. Give him Stokely Hathaway. Bring him up. <laughs> that would be great. I yeah. Uh, but- Becky Lynch comes out as we come out for a commercial. She talks about – and she does her thing. She does her super, super white meat baby face promo. Mm-hmm. We get a fatal five-way number one contender match. This was – I enjoyed this. The only thing that I didn't enjoy 
Naomi has got to get on the same page as everybody else she's working with, especially Natalia. She hit her, she hit the bubba bomb. Mm -hmm. And she turned around and looked for Natalia. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Natalia to hit her running drop kick, which Natalia shouldn't do. It's a stupid, shitty move. I, I love Natalia. I think she is both great personally and in the ring. But that thing where she runs over them and then does the front drop kick, every front drop kick I've ever seen looks like it hurts the person that's giving the move more than the person taking it, first off. And, and except in rare instances when I've seen – Finn Balor kick someone from the middle of the ring all the way across. Some rare instances. Bro. But if, if you're going to sit there, if you're sitting there in that bubble bomb position, yeah. throw a full Nelson on, throw a body scissors on, do something to look busy as, as you're supposed to have a reason for being there. Yeah, and Carmella got lost once, I think, in there. There was an interplay with uh, Nat. Natalie that she was supposed to do, and I think she had to repeat the spot to get into place. Uh, but uh, listen, all Von Dale had his little girl ready, so don't 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 start talking uh, shit, bro. Sean Rossap, can I tell you something? <laughs> no, I I, 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 I I love the way this women's division is being booked and and laid out in that heels don't like each other and baby faces are 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 able to take advantage of other baby faces at the time. Mm -hmm. I love opportunistic Alexa bliss. I thought that was one of the highlights of the six way match on Sunday. And this where she's just trying multiple pins on whoever's on the ground and just throwing them out. If they're not getting pinned. Um, I like the Harley Quinn look. I do too. Quite frankly. And I am looking for, I, I think this program is going to be really good for her. I think she has improved so much since getting turned heel and then eventually breaking away from uh, Blake and Murphy, which was, you know, it, it, God, those two are just albatrosses around her neck. And she has a lot of great natural heelish personality if she can stay away from the puns because her and Becky have that same pun gimmick. She's thinking of, yeah. she's thinking of things that, you know, she can add in bliss to and Becky, but this promo by Becky, I liked quite a bit, even though, you know, even when she's goofy, Becky Lynch is so damn endearing that you can't help but like her a bit. And then she goes in the ring and she throws suplexes on you like she's a beast. Like, I'd kill for an Asuka NXT Becky program on SmackDown right now. But but this will do for right now. And I like that they're going to set up a B-feud and they're giving some depth to this division. Now, I had a question, what's Eva Marie going to do when she comes back? And the answer is going to be she's not going to have an effect on this whatsoever, hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree. And she does come back, what, next week maybe? Yes, next week. Her suspension is up Sunday. So here, here's my dream for Alexa Bliss. They're backstage. You see Dennis Haskins, who played Mr. Belding, <laughs> hanging out back there. Alexa Bliss walks up and says, what are you doing talking to my grandma? And it's Miss Bliss from Saved by the Bell. Just chatting it up with Mr. Belding. Uh, <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp. Who's that? Piper? Down hold on, hold on. Who is that? Piper Laurie? I forget the name of who played Miss Bliss, but she was she's an old British actress. Haley, Haley Mills. Haley Mills, that's what it is. Haley she's Mills. Seventy, so maybe I don't I don't think you're gonna be able to get Haley Mills for, for Oh, come on. I just don't. I think come she has on. too much she has too much class to go on a show. She hasn't done anything in like five or six years, I don't think. <laughs> what did she ever do? I don't know. What did she ever do? What was you know she what I want? I, I want? I want, I want, I want, uh, <laughs> God, now I can't even remember her name. I want Harley, Harley Bliss to have a barbed wire covered baseball bat that she brings down to the ring just to, just to bring the psychotic out of her. But I mean, uh, you know, we say this is unreasonable, but Beaker is Seamus's cousin. <laughs> In WWE, you know, that's a thing that happens. Macaulay Culkin showed up 
and reprised his role. You just can't let that go, Katie. You just can't let my little joke go or my comment go. You have to actually deconstruct this. Come on. Hell no. I mean, (laughs) this is all possible. This is stuff that can happen. Listen, guys, you don't just get inside news from the Fightful.com podcast. We provide you with realistic booking scenarios as well. (laughs) And and worthless news. It's great. (laughs) Sure. Hey, I don't like listening to shows that aren't fun to listen to. (laughs) You can give me all the news that you want, all the inside stuff. And, I mean, you guys know we talk to these people, sure. But if it's not fun, then what the hell's the point? I don't want to sit around listening to people take things too damn literally. (laughs) It's not fun. Okay. Yeah, no, but, 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 but overall, I mean, this women's division is such a plus for this show. It really is. Yeah. And they've done, they've done a great job of building up the weaker members of the division. I kind Another of, one that's over-delivered here on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd much rather they now, now that they've done these two multi-women matches, let's get down to building these one-on-one feuds so you have kind of a hierarchy so that we don't have to do a five-way every time we need a new title contender. We can do a one-on-one of two people who have been naturally built up. You have one in the holster that you eventually then use those people to build up as well, and you keep it kind of circulating and, and going. That's what, I, that's what I want for this division right now. We had the Heath Slater contract signing. This was a real thing, and I had a friend who legitimately tuned in just to watch this. Heath Slater's YouTube segment last week where he introduced the WWE Universe to his family was the most watched thing in relation to SmackDown in their YouTube rankings, which you can find every Monday and Tuesday at Fightful.com. Heath Slater signs his contract, gets a bunch of huge pops. Rhino gets ECW pops. So some fun, some happy, happy stuff here, Jeff. They took a total clown and got him over. He got over yeah. doing that. And it was great. And I liked the contract signing a little bit. I, I would have liked for this to have been a bit of a pivot in the character a bit more, you know, being, you know, genuinely thankful for the opportunity as opposed to kind of doing the wacky, funny, oh, thank you very much, you know, kind of thing. But uh-huh. it'll work. But He's a and, tag team champion. He's overjoyed. Yeah, no, and I get that. And, and I like that they are setting the seeds for Rhino's going to kill this fool. Rhino's going to absolutely kill him for, for continuing to throw him into situations where he has to save him. And I'm loving that. And I'm hoping that that does, uh, that, that has a nice slow progression to it as opposed to Russia. He's going to lose some votes if that happens. It'll be after election day. <laughs> a true he's gonna, politician, this cause guy. Because he's going to lose anyways in the district he's in. Oh. I hate to say that, but it's, it's, a, it's a very bright blue <laughs> district he's in and he is running as a red the ascension come out ask for a title shot they're giving it even though Heath Slater doesn't want it sure why not do the ascension suck ass they uh, were so bad they messed up repeatedly and got gored for a pin and that was it so it's amazing to me how not good they are I like Victor a lot as a person, his personality, especially if you saw his up, up, down, down, was phenomenal and very funny. Connor has been in this system for about 10 years, and he's still like this. I, I don't understand. I mean, I get that he's big, but, man. You let Matt Morgan go. Yeah, and Matt Morgan was heads and shoulders above this guy. Literally and figuratively. I, I knew as soon as I said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Way better. Um, ugh. We have Randy Orton coming out and saying things, and then Bray Wyatt shows up and, and says things, and none of it matters, and it's all stupid, and it's all pointless, but the lights go out, Eric Rowan shows up, and gets RKO'd by Randy Orton. Yeah, after he had already been kicked out of the Wyatt clan, which seems odd, and the only thing I'm noting this was that Randy Orton was wearing pants. Yeah, he was wearing pants. So this Randy Orton situation, really weird. Yeah. So here's what happened. He was kept off of his match with Bray Wyatt two nights ago. He has not wrestled since SummerSlam, technically. Well, mm-hmm. technically he did, rather. But hasn't really wrestled since then. It's being said he has a concussion. But he does the RKO, which requires him to take a bump. 
He's done that three times now, each of the last three nights, because he wrestled a live event match with John Cena last night against Wyatt and uh, Rowan. Cena worked the majority of it. Orton didn't get worked over at all. He did a little bit tonight. This is weird, Jeff. It can't really be a concussion-related thing. Because, it can't. Because of the liability of him going out there and doing this, there are legal ramifications to this should it ever be brought up in a lawsuit. So it has to be just they decided against the program on that show and wanted to save it for something else. I, that's the only very, thing I can think of. Very rarely do I get absolutely stonewalled when I ask around among backstage talents or workers or anything about this. And I got like almost comically the same response from three people. Three people that said, no idea. That was the exact terminology from three different people. No idea, or I have no idea. Kind of fishy. It feels kind like they're, they, they may be using that to look for leaks. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, something's up there. And I, yeah, hey, you know, I like to say, hey, we talk to these people. I, I got nothing for you here. No, know you know what? I'm, I, it, it didn't screw up the, the pay-per-view at all. I mean, the Kane-Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt thing, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was watchable. Hey, that, so, was, that was the beneficiary of a kick-ass crowd, if mm-hmm. I've ever seen one. It really yeah. helped out. I wish every crowd came there ready to enjoy the night like that. But to their credit, they were also given plenty of reason to enjoy that night. Yes. They weren't given a reason to shit on everything. I agree. AJ Styles has been backstage throughout the night. He went up to Baron Corbin, asked him to be his partner. Corbin says he'd rather be his opponent. Kane laughs at him. But Daniel Bryan, it was Daniel Bryan, it was Shane McMahon who had a partner for him. And it's no, it was, James. No, it was Daniel Bryan. You're right. Who cares? Okay. Who cares? Oh. It's James Ellsworth. Yes. The man with no yeah. chin. I got to set up that interview now. I, I slacked on it. You know, I was like, all right, if they're going to have a jobber every week, I, I don't want to interview all of them. It's going to be hard to track them all down. I got to interview I some, this guy. I have some bad news. There's mm-hmm. an interview lined up with him. Not I'm sure there is. is. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Jericho's having him on Friday. Oh, I know that. I know oh, okay. he is. Okay. I look forward to it. All right. They've already recorded the interview. Okay. Just- but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. Oh, yeah. Either doesn't way. It doesn't mean you don't have better questions. Oh, I'm sure I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do, too. I do. I do. AJ Styles, he comes out. He's fighting Ruckus. But Ellsworth gets slaughtered by The Miz on his way out. Mm-hmm. This was great. This Love was it. awesome. Made this was everything it needed to be. Made logical sense, too. Screw Daniel Bryan. He wants to be part of the main event. He wants to be taken seriously. And Daniel Bryan comes in, puts this geek in a main event role. Oh, no, I'm going to ruin that for him. I'm going into the main event. I'm going to beat on this guy. I, I absolutely liked it. Loved it. It was great. Yeah. So you got The Miz and AJ Styles against Dean Ambrose, John Cena. Really cool stuff. Really great stuff. Uh, the match was fine. Miz got beat clean with an attitude adjustment per usual. Uh, what did you think about the Miz taking that defeat with the role that he's on? It, someone had to take, I mean, I would have rather had like a count out win or something like that. But if someone's going to take a pin, it's out of those four, it's going to be him. And it kind of gives the, uh, they don't want to make him too much of a main eventer. So it kind of helps make him top of the mid card here. I don't have a huge problem with it because, again, they don't think wins and losses matter. So I'm not going to take it as seriously as some. I just I wouldn't have done it on this role to be honest. After the match, Dean Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds to a chorus of boos. That shocked me. That absolutely flabbergasted me. In Philadelphia, the place where they cheer heels, the place that ruined the Royal Rumble one year. But this isn't a Philly Raw crowd. It's a Philly SmackDown crowd that probably bought tickets before they knew about this brand split. So you're not necessarily going to get the most hardcore of hardcores necessarily, but this is a heel town. How did that happen? 
Well, that's the reaction WWE wanted, and they got it. That does not usually happen with John Cena related stuff. Put on put on your uh, put on your uh, conspiracy hat. Was this um, sweetened, or was were these actual booze? Oh, this is actual booze. This okay. was live. All right, this is live, my friend. I mean, they, think of all the things they could have. Sw- I mean, they this this was live. This was super live. Oh, it was live, but it doesn't mean you can't toy with the audio. You can, but hey, I was looking at the the, the body language, the all that stuff. By the way, guys, you can send in questions if you'd like. Uh, I forgot to mention that. Lots of stuff that uh, you could do to the audio, but they didn't do it. Is okay. this is this an Ambrose heel turn? No, or is it a mid? Is it a tweener type of deal? What is it? it, it it's the quote unquote new Austin slash Piper dynamic where he's a tweener. He should he should be too because that's the perfect role for him. Yes, he is supposed to be kind of anarchy in a, in a, in a package. That's what he was. I mean, that's what we loved about him in the Shield was he was kind of this guy who you never knew when he was just going to blow out. Uh, no matter who was in front of him. And that's, you know what, that's the Dean Ambrose character, and that's what we should get. Yeah, I totally agree. No cheese ball shit, please. No cheese ball shit. No prop somebody, comedy. Somebody asked a question, do you see The Miz holding the WWE Championship anytime soon within the next two years? That's a hell of a question, Jeff. Two years? Sure, I could see that. I don't especially think it's going to brand split. Yeah, not in the next year, but maybe in the next two, sure. Somebody had also mentioned, I see a lot of the people that are trolling CM Punk are wrestling fans. Meanwhile, MMA fans and fighters tend to be on his side of things. That's true. I mean, a lot, there are a lot of jaded wrestling fans who wanted a reason to be upset. But most of the MMA fighters at a high level that I saw, you know, you have a few that are like, I can't believe he's getting paid this much. I can't believe he was getting paid that little. And I can't believe that the people that complain are getting paid as little as they are. You know who they shouldn't be mad at? CM Punk. You know who they should be mad at? Themselves for not unionizing by now. I don't even think it's unionizing. I think it's just taking care of your own brand for the most part. And if you got to be mad at someone, you should be mad at the Ohio State Commission for licensing this. You can't blame anybody in the UFC or CM Punk sides for doing this. Should they have? Probably not. But they did. Um, the lower mid card fires who were angry that th- their spot was taken. It, it I, I read, I forgot the tweet, but you know, it's very simple. You know, you, you go out there, you say things to get yourself attention. You are your own product and you have to do your own marketing here and just wins. Isn't going to do it much like pro wrestling. You make your money with your mouth. That's how you're going to make your money kids. Um, as for the trolling stuff, look, I, People eventually. I don't know how he's not the new. I don't know how he's not the new Jordan crying meme. (laughs) I think there's a lot of fans who will take the quote unquote company line for Punk because Punk's just made himself so unlikable. Even though I think he's in the right, to be honest with you, and I think he was right to stand up for himself. I think it was good for him to do that. WWE also has laid out matches. I mean, if you remember that Punk Brian match where they aped the Chael Sonnen. Anderson Silva two fight. They've been known yes. to, I mean, they, they, you know, they do their, I mean, they bring this on themselves for trolling the UFC over and over again. I mean, you saw in the start of the Dolph Miz match was basically gall punk. So, I mean, they bring this on themselves and punk being part of something like that brings it on himself from wrestling fans at times. And it's not like he can't take it sometimes. Am I the only one who looks at Miz versus Ziggler and thinks that Miz is too big for that feud? A question that was sent in. Um, they had a great match the other night, but yeah, I think Miz should be involved in something special right now. Well, right now it's like, well, why do you want to watch Dolph? There's no reason to watch Dolph. There's nothing in the character development. His promos aren't very good. Uh, and Miz has been growing by leaps and bounds. I love the suit look tonight. He's, he's, he's ditched a lot of the flake stuff, and he's becoming a little bit more serious to be taken as a main event type of player, I think. Somebody says, Sean, was the CM Punk uh, fight worth it? Was he worth the amount he was paid? Hell yeah, he was. If you were to break that down, if, w, if UFC gets $25 out of each pay-per-view they sell on DirecTV, they get more, especially based on HD, then 20,000 extra buys paid off his flat fee. Now, that's before pay-per-view and all that stuff. 
And he sold way more than that, hundreds of thousands. He probably added about probably anywhere between eight to twelve million dollars in revenue for this show. Oh yeah, and a lot of that was hate watching. They wanted to see CM yeah. Punk lose. Um, and the irony is, the next two fights were total pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Good lord, man! That 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 Fabricio Verdum Suck flying kick. kick was. That dude is the most magnificent friggin' troll I've ever yeah. met and ever ever seen. I've never met him. He is unbelievable because I don't even know if he wanted to finish the fight with that. I think he just wanted to let Travis Brown know what he could do. Yeah. It was hilarious. That hilarious. The, the uh, was it? The somersault kick that he tried at the end of round one. <laughs> did you, did you hear the fight that I pitched on the post-UFC 203 show? Um, I'm trying to remember it, but remind me. CM Punk versus Edmund. Oh, two guys with I no with no defense. Yes, I want it. I want it. <laughs> Somebody asks, "Will the UFC cut CM Punk?" No, I don't think they'll cut him. I don't necessarily think he will fight in the UFC next, but I think they will do very much a Jessamine Duke or a Cyborg thing, where they hold on to his contract and they pay wherever he fights. I don't think they'll make him a on-screen analyst, but they may make him an on-screen personality. You know what they could do? And I think this would be a brilliant idea. And Showdown Joe pitched this idea. He said, hey, I'm sure that Titan FC would love to have him. Titan FC airs on UFC Fight Pass. If they put him up Mm. against some donk, those UFC Fight Pass subscriptions, boy, are they shooting up. They are going way up. Way up. And you tell him, hey, listen, buddy, you got your ass kicked. Fight for the 500000 And if he wants to keep up that, that image of, hey, he's doing this because he wants to do it and it's for fun and all that stuff, sure. Maybe even give him a little cut of the extra Fight Pass subscriptions. I don't know. I know I'm not saying, hey, he's going to fight here next, but I, I think there, there are far worse ideas. Because if, if he gets released, Bellator's signing him tomorrow. He, I think he only has one more fight left in him before he just decides to move on to something else, something more artistic, so to speak. I think this is his last athletic endeavor. If it is just one more fight, sure, put him on the Titan card. Don't cut him. If you do cut him, I think you have to come to a severance agreement that he won't fight somewhere else. But overall, I just I don't see him... I don't see him wanting to grind out another camp. I think, you know, especially given his net worth and being still kind of a newlywed, I just don't see that being appealing to him. And I see him going, well, you know what? I tried it. Now I need to find another goal. I don't see him as being, I need to succeed in this because people have been shitting on me necessarily. I need to win a fight. I don't think that's it. I don't think he cares about that. I still think that if he show if he calls WWE tomorrow, he can main He's event not. WrestleMania. He's not. He's let, not let, going let, to. Let, He's not going to. But he now, could, if he wanted to main event WrestleMania next year, he could. Now, if you told me he was going to New Japan for a run, I would put sure. money on that. Yeah, and oh, I can I see fully. Him. I fully expect Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk in 2018 in New Japan. I, I you know I could see him fighting like a Minoru Suzuki to get his tough guy credibility back. A little bit. Yeah. And I could, you know what? I, I know Punk pitched coming to PWG for free for a bit. I don't think he's going to go that yeah. small. But I could see him doing, you know, Ring of Honor may hold a little bit of a want for him just for nostalgia's sake. But overall, I think Japan would be where he'd want to go because he never really had a strong run there. And New Japan being hot and being the quote-unquote work work rate fed so to speak i could see him wanting to do something with like a tanahashi and okada out there sure somebody says is oscar going to smackdown she might be an nxt lifer i think so i think that was the plan too they were they they put her up there to make the new kids better and they know she can't speak english i mean if or english very well now if she had a manager or a spokesperson or if they wanted to sign someone like if they wanted to re-sign Sue Young, who had already had a run with the company when it was FCW, sure. But uh, I, I don't – the way they book and what they see as 
money for professional wrestling is not what we look at it as. I could see her coming up there and being a killer. And especially of having like a short-term program with Charlotte for Night of Champions and then going back to NXT and losing in some fashion. But they don't see tough woman credibility as something to embrace. They want blonde fitness models who, you know, guys ogle at. And at the same time, you know, the de facto girlfriend type of thing that that's what they want. They want, you know, sexy, smart, cool, whatever the old thing when they had Kelly Kelly around. So, I mean, she doesn't fit into the Vince McMahon lexicon. I'd much rather have her on NXT than being wasted on the main roster. And finally, our last question, somebody says is, is uh, Cesaro going to SmackDown? Where do you think he fits in? Probably intercontinental title picture, but, yeah, I could sure. I could see it. I mean, if they, especially if they trade Miz out, but I don't know. I don't know because I mean, you know, what do you do with him? They have enough baby faces. He'd get lost in the shuffle here. He's not a main event player to them, so he'd be stuck kind of where he is right now at that upper mid card level, fighting for the secondary title. I mean, there's no improvement for him there other than him liking Daniel Bryan. I could see them like announcing a match, but then also announcing that the Miz has been traded, but the Miz has to fulfill that obligation. And like the pressure is on. You could do a SmackDown main event off of that, where it's like Cesaro versus the Miz or somebody versus the Miz to keep that title on SmackDown. Look, look given the given the given the ratings of Raw, we may not have these split rosters for much longer. I mean, yeah, this, that's pretty rough. I you, mean, do you think SmackDown beats Raw in viewership this week? Yes. Boy, I can't wait. Can't wait to find that out. You can find that out at Fightful.com tomorrow, guys. But, Jeff, before we go, tell them about Shake Them Ropes. Well, it's going to be interesting because I don't know what our schedule is going to be this week. Um, we did a post. Will there be a hat eaten on the show? Not yet because we're waiting. Well, because Rob, Rob has promised we had a show Sunday night after the pay-per-view. So please go listen to that for right now. And we hope to have a live show after the cruiserweight classic tomorrow night it just depends on if the times line up and whatnot rob brought this up on sunday a hat of some kind will be eaten but there needs to be some sort of planning in this it's not going to be an immediate thing there needs, there's, there's, there's logistics oh but but he didn't believe it for a year and and he was looking for outs he was looking to see if a no contest would save him in some way it won't you know rob is uh Look, Rob's pride is very, very hurt right now and because Rob was out there peacocking, saying this fight will never happen. I'm not going to have to eat a hat. He went to a Blink-182 show because he was so convinced that the fight wouldn't actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah no, his, he wasn't even watching the show. He was at a Blink-182 concert. His, his chutzpah got the better of him here. And now he's eating crow, and Rob is not the and best hat. at eating crow or eating hats. Yes. So well, I, we don't know if he's the best at eating hats. He might be the best at eating hats. <laughs> I think he's going to make it into a fajita of some kind. Don't quote Do you me on that. When they did the team bad thing and yeah. Naomi's acronym for it was, we are best at dominating. And I was like, well, yes. that's a shitty name. I agree. Rob can be best at eating hats. What's the team bye? Bait. Or no, no, B-E-H, yeah. No, but uh, follow Shake Them Ropes, all one word, to see if we're doing a live show tomorrow after the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, You can follow me at Crap Game 13. And as always, uh, I'm here most Tuesdays. So, hi. (laughs) Also, guys, I am back tomorrow evening with Showdown Joe talking MMA. We're going to talk the UFC 203 fallout as well as this weekend's show. Then I'm back after the Cruiserweight Classic with Alex Palowski. We're going to talk about that show. Back Thursday with Matt Riddle. If everything goes well, it should go well. Uh, Friday, Vince Russo. Sunday afternoon at noon, back with Showdown Joe to talk that UFC show. Fightful.com is the place to be, guys. We're about to do a lot of giveaways, like signed books, DVDs, card games, things of that nature. So go to Fightful, get registered. When you register, you get access to our forums, which are being uh, tweaked with right now to make them more user-friendly. Uh, we, we want you all to live on those forums. Very important to us, so go there, use those. Also, when you register, you get access to Vince Russo's columns, Showdown Joe's columns, 
Brandon Howard has some badass analysis coming up that you can only find at Fightful.com. We have exclusive interviews. This week I have Chuck Congo and Joe Warren of Bellator. Joe Warren, a two-division champion. Chuck yeah. Congo, former UFC uh, fighter. Also, like I said, we've interviewed guys like Muhammad Hassan, Chael Sonnen, Daniel Cormier, CM Punk, of all people, we spoke to. He talked about Brock Lesnar, AJ Lee. Those are under our exclusive sections. We have the most live viewing parties of any website in the world. So come there, hang out, talk some trash, all that stuff. We want to make this as user-friendly as possible. Guys, until tomorrow night, we are out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.